You are tuned to the Nahum Siegel Network on jmandtheam.org and nachumsegel.com. Stay tuned for JM Sunday with Matis Weingast.
Good morning, everyone. Welcome to JM Sunday, right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm your host, Matis Weingast, and today is the 16th of July, the 22nd in the month of Tammuz, and if you're studying Dafyomi, Baba Basra 175, Kufai and Hay, one more day until uh, the completion of Baba Basra tomorrow, and the Siyum. And speaking of that, our guest today in the second hour is going to be Rabbi Shmuel Wise of RealClearDaf.com. We'll talk about the startup of RealClearDaf and what it is and what's available, and it is pretty amazing. The temperature outside right now out of our studios is 68 degrees. It is sunny. It's going up to a high of 88 degrees and sunny today. and going down to 71 degrees and clear. Uh, it is uh, right now, wow, 95 degrees in Jerusalem and sunny going down to 74 degrees and clear. We'll, uh, I believe we're scheduled for Hannah Julian at the top of the hour for the news from Israel live and in English. We'll connect with her, Rabbi Goldwasser, at 7.30. And as I mentioned, my guest during the second hour, Rabbi Shmuel Wise of RealClearDaf.com. Hope you had a great week, a great Shabbos. We are in our... Uh, Three weeks format since uh, the three weeks began last Tuesday with the fast of the 17th of Tammuz. And we'll continue this way until uh, Tishabov in uh, about two weeks, a little over two weeks from now. So uh, that's the format we're in a cappella music today. And uh, of course, uh, throughout the day on the stream, great music mix of a cappellas. A uh, a uh, uh, encore presentations. That's the word I was thinking of. Encore presentations with the host of Rummy. So they'll take place today, and uh, we are here for you as we always are, right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. It's always a pleasure to be here with you all. Uh, so we're going to go to the music. We're going to start with Maccabees, and never say never. Right here on JM Sunday. On the Nahum Siegel Network. Never say never. Never, 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 I never had the strength to take it higher Until I reached the point of no return 
Where there's just no turning back When your heart's under attack I will give everything I have It's my destiny Strong enough to climb the highest tower And I'm fast enough to run across the sea Yeah, well there's just no turning back When your heart's under attack I will give everything I have Cause this is my destiny
Chassidim v'anshayn ma'ase, chassidim v'anshayn ma'ase, o'yim eragdil ba'likoy shela. Chassidim v'anshayn ma'ase, chassidim v'anshayn ma'ase, o'yim eragdil ba'likoy shela. Chassidim v'anshayn ma'ase, chassidim v'anshayn ma'ase, o'yim eragdil ba'likoy shela. Chassidim v'anshayn ma'ase, chassidim v'anshayn ma'ase, when a chusset get a spring, dot in himmel get a kling, der beschäfe schickt a rup, oires. When a chusset get a spring, dot in himmel get a kling, der beschäfe schickt a rup, oires. Oires, when a chusset get a spring, dot in himmel get a kling, der beschäfe schickt a rup, oires. When a chusset get a spring, dot in himmel get a kling, der beschäfe schickt a rup, oires, oires, oires.
my studs here on a, a Sunday morning, of course. We are at JM Sunday. Matis one guest with you on the Nachum Siegel Network, 16th of July, 22nd day in the month of Tammuz. And uh, during my second hour, I'll be joined by Rabbi Shmuel Wise. RealClearDaf.com is the uh, site to go to for Dafyomi. They see him tomorrow, uh, the last day of uh, Baba Basra, last Daf tomorrow. Uh, today it is uh, Kufai and Hay 175, and there will be Siumim all around the world. Tonight, tomorrow, a little bit delayed, uh, maybe for a week or so. We'll talk about one with Rabbi Shmuel Wise. He'll be coming up at around 8.30 right here on uh, on JM Sunday, so look forward to that. <clears throat> Excuse me, in just about an hour. At this time, each and every Sunday through Thursday, we present to you Rabbi David Goldwasser. Rabbi Goldwasser's words, Lazech Nishmas, Harav Zeb, Rabbi Yosef Alevi, and Esther Bas, Rabbi Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. This specific period of the three weeks seems to imply that throughout the rest of the year, we don't really need to contemplate the Golos and the Chorban, the destruction of the Beis Amikdosh. However, we know that every day we pray in our Tfilos. Lusholai Mirachon, Tiusholaim, your city, Barachamim Toshuv. We say, May our eyes behold your return to Zion. In Berchus Amazon, in the grace after meals, we say, May Hashem have compassion on Zion. On Yom Tov we recall, Because of our sins, we have been exiled from the land. So we do have references throughout the days of the year to the Chorban Beis Amikdash. Why do we need this special time to remember the Chorban. The Dubna Magid tells of a wealthy merchant who had a son who rebelled against him. The father was compelled to send him away. The son was a big Balgaiva. He was very arrogant and was sure that he was going to be able to manage on his own. He went out into the big world and tried all different types of work. Although the father was very angry at his son, he still loved him and he would often inquire after his son. He heard that his son was wandering in the city, living from hand to mouth, and he hadn't met with any success. But the father hoped that his son had learned his lesson and had been humbled by the experience and would finally come back home. The father waited to welcome him with open arms. One day, a wealthy merchant who came from the city arrived to discuss business with his father. They discussed their business, and eventually the subject of the son came up. When do you intend to bring your son back home? The father was asked. The father answered, When he's going to ask me forgiveness, I will certainly welcome him back home. The merchant said to him, Let me be the agent for your son. I will apologize and express his remorse and beg you to take him back. The father said, No way. You can't be a messenger, not on behalf of my son and not for me. The merchant said, Why not? You would accept the word of a messenger for other things. True, said the father, but I want to see that my son is truly remorseful for what he did. If he'll come to me and tell me that he wants to begin anew and he regrets the past, I will listen. But right now, you don't represent him. You come to me on a business matter, and you just happen to ask me about my son. Similarly, says the Dubno Magid, every day in our tefillahs, we ask for good health and for livelihood. Incidentally, we also recall the Golos and the Chorban. We remember to tack it on to our tefillahs at the beginning or at the end. However, that's not enough. Such a tefillah 
is not what's required. Therefore, our sages establish the three weeks so that we can specifically focus on the Chorban and its effects. We concentrate fully on the meaning of our tefillahs for the Geula, for the redemption. Then our Father in Heaven will welcome and accept our tefillahs and return the Shechina to Tzion. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. Hashem, 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 Hashem,
Go on. 
Music by Avrami Flam, Songs of the Three Weeks, here on JM Sunday. Matis Weingast with you. As we get to the uh, top of the hour, we're going to get to Khanna Julian with the news from Israel in uh, just a few seconds. And uh, right now it is uh, sunny outside here, 68 degrees, going up to a high of 88 and sunny, down to 71 degrees later tonight. We'll find out what it is in Israel. I hear it's pretty hot again, sunny and nice. Uh, so we'll hear that from kind of Julian momentarily. We've been playing uh, a cappella music this morning. It is the three weeks format, and uh, we're going to keep that until, of course, after Tishabov. So uh, we heard from Avrami Flam. We heard from uh, we heard from six thirteen Mashorim Choir, Maccabees, Y Studs, and we have more of that coming up. In the second hour, in addition, we'll be joined by Rabbi Shmuel Wise of RealClearDaf.com. We'll talk about the the Dafyomi shear that he gives that you can hear on your app or on your phone, smart device, or uh, through your computer. And, of course, tomorrow is the last day of Baba Basra, so it's uh, very appropriate that we'll have him on. We'll hear about the founding of RealClearDaf and... Uh, and uh, all about it. Oh, it is 8 o'clock in the morning. Here on, actually, it's 8.01 already. And it's time for our news from Israel. Hannah Julian is Middle East news analyst and senior correspondent at JewishPress.com. Joins us every Sunday morning to bring us up to date on the latest happenings in the state of Israel. Good morning, Hannah Julian. Good morning, Matis. It is over... 98 degrees. Actually, it's about 100 degrees, at Ooh. least in in Iran. <laughs> it's, it's, it's cool. Today it's cool then. <laughs> it's It's been like that for a week. In fact, it was over 100 degrees last week. Oh, boy. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Just a little warm. <laughs> it's a little here. warm. Here. It's a, go ahead. Here right now it's a 68, um, where, of course, a bit of a time difference, but it's going up to only 88 here. So Are you, you're in the middle degrees. of winter over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right, right. <laughs> it's, well, it's actually, uh, I'll tell you, it's it's downright heated on the Temple Mount this uh, morning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is, it is really hot on the Temple Mount. This is 100 degrees. I'll take 100 degrees compared to what's going on on the Temple Mount. Yeah, what's going on there? <laughs> is, it, is it open yet? Uh, it is open. Uh, it's open with security enhancements, and the Islamic Waqf is not happy about it. Let me uh, let me actually tell you about that. The Temple Mount did reopen this morning with new security enhancement, despite the opposition of the Islamic Waqf. Metal detectors are now installed at the gates to each entrance. There are also security cameras on high poles outside the compound, which provide a good view of what's happening inside as well as outside uh, the compound. In addition, there are shorter metal poles that are installed as barriers uh, inside the area as well. The Islamic Waqf, however, is outraged over those metal detectors. And because of that, the Waqf Authority says that it will not open the mosque to worshippers. Um, however, the Israel police reported that many Muslims entered the compound anyway. And as a matter of fact, I know for a fact that at least 200 people flooded through that gate. Some of them skipped through and passed 
the metal detectors because they wanted to get to afternoon prayers. I don't know if they opened the mosque, but they may have prayed in the compound with or without the mosque. It's not clear whether or not prayers were conducted in the mosque, but I do know that there were hundreds of Muslims who were just waiting to get into the site, whether without the mosque, whether without anything. So people were waiting to get in there, whether without the waqf and whether without the mosque. The new security measures were created in response to a deadly terrorist attack at the Temple Mount on Friday. Three terrorists shot and killed two border guard police officers at point blank range, which I'm sure everyone knows by now. They also wounded several others. The two officers who died were both members of the Druze community in northern Israel. One was married and a new father of a three-week-old baby boy. The other was the son of former Knesset member Shachiv Shanan. Uh, all three terrorists were Israeli Arabs from the town of Omal Faham. Likud Minister Ayub Kara, who is also a member of that community, is now calling for the demolition of the terrorist homes and for the deportation of their families to Gaza. A stun grenade was thrown into a mosque this weekend in the hometown of one of the police officers who died. Uh, the Druze do not worship in mosques, and it's believed that the attack against the Muslims in the village may have come in a response to the death of the police officer. And that makes it a question of whether a blood feud may have started. So an investigation has been launched and we will see uh, what that's about. We're not yet sure uh, what's going on there. In other news, uh, a rejection of an engagement between a Palestinian couple has become the latest excuse for terror this weekend. 34-year-old Amir Ahmad Lufti Halil and his fiancée, Ruan Ambar, opened fire at an Israeli driver traveling near the Jewish community of Ateret in Samaria, one person injured in that attack. Last night, the couple again attacked this time firing at an Israeli army guard post near the Palestinian village of Nabisale. No one was injured that time, but soldiers who went to check later found two shell casings. That prompted a search early this morning, and they tracked the evidence to Khalil in Nabisale. When they tried to arrest him, however, he opened fire at police, and in the shootout he was killed, something that apparently he had planned. The attacks were carried out as a result of the rejection by their families of their engagement. That's according to information from the Shin Bet. Khalil's fiancée turned herself over to the Palestinian security services, which Khalil used to work with, and she is now being held by them. The, there is a question as to whether or not Khalil will now uh, become a martyr and whether or not his family will receive a monthly stipend from the Palestinian Authority uh, government because if he's a martyr, then they will pay with their pay-to-slay policy. And uh, that's a question because he didn't kill anyone, but he certainly did injure someone and he carried out two attacks. And so this goes on regardless of the reasons for the attacks. Um, he carried out two terrorist attacks and, you know, the week goes on. Some good news now. Israel's consumer price index has dropped by 0.7% instead of the expected 0.2%. 
the inflation rate is negative with the biggest drop in the cost of produce, especially fruit, which fell by 8.7%, and clothing and footwear, in case you want to go shopping if you're here in the uh, Holy Land, if you're a tourist, that dropped by 5.4%. So it's good shopping weather if you need to go shopping and you are here on vacation. Are the malls air-conditioned? Uh, yes, they are. <laughs> All the malls are air-conditioned, and there are really good prices right now. So now's the time. <laughs> Excellent. Now's the time. A quick look at the weather. You already know it's hot. It's unseasonably hot, and it's going to stay that way until Wednesday. We are in a sharav, which is also known as a hamsin, a hot desert wind. If you haven't already closed your windows, do it, because along with sharav and hamsin comes dust storms. So you definitely want to close those windows. Muggy weather along the coast on Monday, even though we are supposed to be starting a cooling trend. No Sharav on Tuesday and Wednesday. At least that's what the forecast says. We hope it's true, but it will still be hotter than normal. Definitely water bottle weather. <laughs> Have a great week, everyone. Shavua Tov. I'm Hannah Julian for James Sunday. Thank you so much, Hannah Julian, for bringing us the news. That's our news from Israel. We'll see you next week right here on James Sunday, exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network. It is uh, nine minutes after the uh, top of the hour, 8.09, here on uh, JM Sunday in the east coast of the United States, northeast. And uh, we're going to be joined by uh, Rabbi Shmuel Weiss at the bottom of the hour. He's the... Uh, Magachir for Real Clear Daf. And we'll talk about uh, the Dafyomi program that he has. Uh, in the meantime, we're going to go back to the music. We're going to start off with some more Y studs here on uh, JM Sunday and uh, keep in our uh, in our three weeks format. So, uh, what do we have up next from Y studs? We have uh, Hariyu uh, right here on JM Sunday. <laughs> Oh, 
Matis Weingast here with you on JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network. We've been uh, listening to, well, this is just to some AKA Pella. We've been listening to uh, a cappella music here in our uh, three weeks format here on JM Sunday. It's uh, 8.31 in the morning. And uh, my thanks again to Connor Julian for the news from Israel live and in English as she does every Sunday morning here on uh, on JM Sunday. Well, tomorrow is a very special time in the uh, Dafyomi calendar. It uh, will mark the completion of Masechus Baba Basra. And uh, today, of course, is a Kuf Ayin Hay in Baba Basra, so one more Daf to go. And uh, they will be Siyumim all over uh, the world. And, of course, it is a major milestone within the uh, Dafyomi calendar. And it gives me great pleasure to welcome to the air this morning Rabbi Shmuel Wise, who is the Magad Shir for Real Clear Daf. And uh, it is a, an amazing uh, tool to help learn Dafyomi. Rabbi Shmuel Wise, welcome to JM Sunday. Hi, good morning, Matis. Thank you so much for having me on. You're welcome. It's quite an honor and a pleasure. I listen to you every day. Uh, I don't speak with you because I'm listening to your shear. Uh, I, and I freely admit I listen when I'm in the car because it's a, it's, it's a great timing for me to hear the shear. And uh, your your shear, which we'll talk about, really is phenomenal, excellent, and uh, and it is great that you have. Um the uh, the place to go, just to let everybody know right away, it's realcleardaf.com. And I believe that, uh, can you hear the audio shirim on that website also? Yes, they're available on the website. And uh, there is the app, uh, Real Clear Daf, which you can look up uh, in the app store uh, under under that, I believe. Uh, that's how I got mine. And uh, the shirim are, what, roughly 30 to 45 minutes each day? Is that about that right yeah, as you know, of course, it depends on the, the today's daf, the length of the daf. We actually had some really uh, a bit of a vacation, I guess, in, in getting the last parak here. We had some really short uh, dafims right. that gave us a little uh, breathing room. But yeah, generally the average we try to stick to is about forty-five minutes. Right, and it gives people time to to be able to learn, whether they're learning at home or wherever they're they're learning to set a time to learn and to know that it'll be in a certain period of time. Uh, to to uh, to say that your daf is is real clear is uh, almost an understatement. I mean, it really is. Uh, and uh, let me ask you at first. We'll we'll get into some questions about what prompted you to start this, but your ability to present a straightforward shear with extreme clarity uh, and uh, I don't want to say simplicity. That's not the, that's not the right word, but because the the are, are complex many times. But the way you present it is is very clear. Where do you uh, to what do you attribute to that? Because I know off the air last week we spoke about the learning that you did when you were uh, you know learning in yeshiva in early days. To what do you attribute that uh, that ability and that uh, a way of presenting it? Well, to my Rebbe. Uh, my Rebbe is uh, Rebbe Menachem Devedoit Shlitov. He's the Rashiva in the, the Chafetz Chaim Yeshiva in upstate New York in Rochester. And he has a unique uh, ability, and we call it the Hasbara, his ability to clearly present some very complex, you know, you know deep concepts. And, you know, when, when he'll present the material, Initially, you'll think it's simple and, oh, that's very understandable. And then you'll have to you'll realize that it's a very complicated idea he's saying. And, you know, a lot of discussion will ensue. But just his ability to uh, present in such a you know, clear, relatable, like just the way he, he's able to 
uh, present is, uh, you know, it's world famous, and I really had the privilege to learn by him for over a decade, and that's really that's really where it comes from. Oh wow, that that is, is a long time to get that uh, to get that um, infused in you. Obviously, your Torah knowledge is exceptional because you have to know a lot to be able to present the daf in such a clear way. Also, because you really have to to get into it and understand it. Uh, you know, to be able to teach it, you have to know it. So. Yeah, there's a you lot know, of prep that's... time. There's a lot of right. lot of prep involved. And and this is uh and not not to minimize in the way I'm saying it, but uh learning for real clear daf and the preparation, that's your full time job pretty much, right? Yeah, these days it's uh it's the central focus. Um you know, my life uh, very much revolves around it because as you know the daf doesn't stop. And you know, as I mentioned, just the amount of prep time is uh is very significant. And then you know, production time is you know is a lot too. And then there's the other capacities of trying to run you know the organization. So yeah, it feels like it's really been uh, you know sort of the focus of my life for the past uh, few years. Sure, there are about um, I think two years, two and a half years to go until the completion of um, of this uh, round of of That's Dafyomi. Right. Hard to believe. Yeah. It's already been five years since the last CM Hashas. Uh, when did you actually begin Real Clear Daf? In what year? We began with the beginning of this cycle, 13th Machzor of Dafyomi, so t- 2012 in the summer, so making it five years uh, this summer. Uh, we began with you know with brachos. Right, and you uh, were you yourself a student of Dafyomi before this? Yes, I started. Um, I started to learn Dafyomi uh, from Sechtes Makos. Ah, okay. No, it's okay. just a great way of you know you have a program and you know it for, sort of forces you to you know keep um, you know cover ground. And I was also doing a lot of review the whole time. Uh, and yeah, so by the time uh, the Siemashas, I had done you know Seder Kachim. So I basically uh-huh. jumped on Dafiomi for for Seder Kachim. Okay. Uh, now you you uh, right now live in New Jersey in Lakewood uh, by way of Canada. If That's I remember right. correctly, uh, but if, if you don't mind uh, speaking about it, um, your your desire to start this was also based on uh, something that happened in your family, uh, and I remember after we spoke, I remember that I had heard about this. Uh, and uh, do you want to you know, share a little bit about what sure. was some of your impetus to start this? Well, the idea to do this occurred um, occurred previously. Um, actually, somebody asked my Rebbe, he wanted some shiurim recorded, and my Rebbe asked me to do it. So that was my first foray into this. Um, and actually, I got a lot of inspiration, you know, as everyone did, from the Siyam Mashas. And the idea occurred to me, I thought about doing this, about you know, starting, you know, recording it as a shir. And so I, I started doing it. Um, and, um, you know, it was, at that stage, it was, I guess more of an experimental, like let's see how this goes. Um, but shortly into the um, the thirteenth cycle, into brachas, unfortunately we had a family tragedy. Um, I lost my oldest brother, Arya Wise, Olav Shalom. Now, my brother was uh, an amazing person in so many ways, but part of his greatness was the fact that he persevered and you know went to a dafyomi shir. You know, you would meet him. He was the friendliest guy you ever met, and you know, full of love, and just you know, he got along with everybody. 
but he didn't strike you as a learning person. And if you know, if you told somebody his accomplishments in learning, you know, he might not necessarily. He doesn't seem that you know he wasn't the learning type. You know, we say in yeshiva, he didn't fit any kind of mold where he would you know, go through the whole shas. But that's right. exactly what he did. He decided, you know, I want to accomplish this. He went, you know, five in the morning with actually a very famous shear, Rabbi David Hofstetter, mm-hmm. in Toronto. And in that shear, it wasn't like they would, you know, quickly go through the daf. It was, you know, reading all the rashis. And, and my brother, Elvisham, did a lot of review. You would always see him with his Dafyomi edition art school. And he, uh, he would always review. And he went through the entire shas. And shortly after that, it was very, you know, eerie, right? Shortly after that accomplishment, uh, we lost him in an accident. Mm-hmm. And so this was, again, as I said, at the, the very beginning of this little experiment of mine. And so it obviously impacted me, you know, greatly. And so the project became much more personal and it became, you know, became filled with much more meaning because now I felt like I was doing this as a schuss for my, for my brother. Um, you know, it particularly, you know, it connects with him so so well because of, you know, this particular accomplishment of his, and just the idea that, you know, that there's no such thing as barriers. Like again, like as I mentioned, you know, you wouldn't expect that he would have the ability to make such an accomplishment, and he just, you know, blew away that expectation. And so that that really is is the theme of what we're doing. Is that you know, I, I hear from people all the time where they tell me. I didn't think this was possible. I didn't think you know, I was almost like giving up. But uh, with your shear, now it's now I have something. It keeps me on. I'm able to, whether it's prepare or review or or, or keep me connected with the shear. So I do feel very satisfied or gratified that it you know sort of you know, commemorates my brother in that way. His legacy of you know, in spite of what maybe society or or any of the factors might set up certain. The seeming limitations, really, the truth is those limitations don't exist. With the right inspiration and motivation, the limitations you know, don't exist. Right, exactly. What you're saying is so important because not everybody fits into the normal mold and uh, in, in his chus and his memory to do this, you know, people are, uh, they're what, 2,711 uh, and uh, it's just one day at a time. One day and then another daf and another daf and pretty soon you're finished with the Masechta and pretty soon you're moving along year after year and you realize, okay, this is now a part of me and it's something that I want to make sure to complete. It's almost like a goal to complete it j- just for that goal and at the same time, you're learning a tremendous amount um, on whatever level you can in a uh, in a in a manageable period of time. So that's a that's yeah, that's a exactly. Thing. The Chavetz Chaim talks about it. That some, something that you have that you're doing day in day out, no matter what, you know. And and like you said, all of a sudden you wake up and you just you finished uh, you finished prakam, you finished masechtas. It's it's really an amazing thing, right? And uh, this is a, a little bit uh, different than than some of the other shirim out there because you're, well, primarily and really totally, I guess, using the internet uh, as a vehicle to uh, convey the shirim, either on a smartphone or on the app. And you know, exactly. uh, as we're talking here on the internet, I'm certainly a firm believer that if it's used properly, it's a uh, it's a it's a blessing. It's a gift from Hashem, and and it's something we should learn to use properly. So, you know, you're doing this. I'm sure you've you've had some flack along the way of presenting this on the internet, but uh, you know, over uh, it, it's certainly a, a tremendously worthwhile uh, 
you know, a presentation, if you will. Yeah, I mean, exactly as you said. You know, everything, obviously, with all the challenges of if the Internet, um, you know, because they'll tell us we have to try to be Makadesh things, you know, take things and find a, a way, use that as a vehicle for a Kedusha. So that's, uh, this is an example of that. There's, there's, there's a lot of great Torah content out there, and obviously a person has to be vigilant, be aware of all the dangers, you know, at the same time. Right, absolutely, and and as I said, this is a uh, great for people who may not have the time to learn. Depending on what their situation is, they get back into learning. I'm sure you've heard from people who have said that they just, for whatever reason, haven't had a chance to learn over the years. Maybe they are away from it, whatever. And when they pick up uh, this app and listen it again, it it makes it uh, very clear to hear, and uh, you can you can listen to it, learn inside wherever you're learning. Uh, I'm sure you've had a lot of reaction from people who have come back to learning because of that. And I imagine that you've also had people who who listen who may not be that affiliated, uh, either ever or anymore, and, and who are listening and enjoy the learning. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I was uh, The other day I was on the phone with a listener in Tennessee who attends a Reform Temple. <laughs> and then, yeah, and so excited about this year and just thanking me, you know, for, you know, that, you know, being able to uh, learn with it, and that it's so funny because, and then I'm on the phone with somebody who goes, who tends right here to face Medrash Gavoa, you know, and, right. and the more he learns in Kolo here in Lakewood, in the afternoon he uh, uses real clear daft to, you know, cover ground, he's going, he wants to finish whatever he's doing, so I just found it amazing, you know, just the eclectic, you know, different kind of backgrounds, because in the end of the day, every every Jew has a natural desire to learn to master Torah, um, so it's uh, it's really it's really nice to hear that. I mean that makes it that makes it worth it when you when you hear from people who you know tell you that that uh, they're able through this to 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 accomplish their goals. And it, each person's goal might be you know very different, but a lot of people could use you know a uh, a well presented shear that um, whether it's for review or to get ready for a shear. Whatever the particular goal is, it's it's great to have something like this available. Right, absolutely. Thank you. Rabbi Shmuel Wise, uh, RealClearDaf.com is my guest this morning. We're talking about uh, Daf Yomi, which is uh, the uh, essence of Real Clear Daf. Uh, it's an auspicious time. Tomorrow you, you get a Mazel Tov, another Masechta completed with uh, Mitzvah Shem, with Baba Basra tomorrow. Uh, and Sanhedrin begins uh, Tuesday, Tuesday morning. So you go right from one into the other. And we would be remiss if we wouldn't uh, invite everybody who might be in the area to our seum uh, that we're having uh, in Cedarhurst next Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Rabbi Krohn will be uh, speaking there. Yeah, I heard Rabbi Pesach Krohn, world-renowned uh, orator, among other things that he does. Uh, so that is that is amazing. Where exactly will that be held? I will be at the Aguda in Cedarhurst, Rabbi Frankel Shul, the Aguda, after 8.30 uh, Shacharis. Following Shacharis, it's a free event just for inspiration and physic for everybody, whether they're in Dafyomi or not, just mm-hmm. to be inspired by uh, the words of Rabbi Krohn and you know people getting together to celebrate uh, Torah learning. Will you be making the actual seum? Are you going to wait till I, till then? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll say the hadron there, and nice. it'll be a, a nice breakfast for the olam. And if someone would like to come, just please—it's for men and women. Mm-hmm. Um, just contact us through the website. You know, go to the contact area and just let us know 
how many people you're planning on you know, coming with. Okay, excellent. You know, you, you just uh, made me think of something. In addition to um, the, the Dafyomi Shurim, you also post sometimes uh, additional shiurim, a particular topic, a particular issue that you want to expound upon um, and explain. That's also available, um, and uh, and you have that. Would you ever uh, have the opportunity, you think, to do a, a one of those presentations on the Hadron, on the whole thing, explain it, where it's from, the different parts of it, why it developed that way? I think a lot of people would be interested in that. Well, yeah, the Hadron, um, one source is our Masechda. Yeah. Uh, it talks about, um, actually coming up, the 15th of Av. The Gemara gives several reasons why the 15th of Av is designated as a semi-holiday. Right. And one reason is the fact that they completed the mitzvah of cutting up the, the wood, mm-hmm. uh, chopping the wood for the, the Maracha, you know, the wood you need on the Mizbeach for the right. Korbanos. Right. And so uh, it designates the day as a as a bit of a yomtiv, so we see from the Gemara that when you complete a mitzvah, you know, it makes it, uh, it's like a yomtiv. It makes right. it sort of like a yomtiv, and for a great a great reason to have a, a nice suda. Right. And that's that's one uh, one source the uh, post can point to. Right, absolutely. And I, I would also like to to have a, an explanation of, of the, the, the specific different parts of uh of what we say at the end of Masechta and, and ah. uh, why you know why we say what, what was added in there? Well, the all the the papas, you know, the uh, the sons of the papa. Yeah, all all of that. So you know, I don't know if you have you have time for that. You could add that in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but Some obviously point. a central part of it, Hajj and Allah, will return to you. Yes. Is, is the importance of Hazara. Right. You know, the the idea that the fact that you completed something. Is really just the beginning. Yeah. You know, it's uh, now. In, in fact, really, um, when you get into learning, you realize that the funner part is when you go back to it. You know, when you when you learn something, you already feel like you have a bit of a grasp, and you do it again. You know, it just it's, it's you're familiar with it, and then obviously you you realize new things. You know, when you do it, when you each you know each additional time you learn it. Right. The real uh, fun part, if you will, is is. Uh, is the Hajj is coming back to it, and that's what we're basically declaring at the scene. We're saying, you know, this is just the beginning. This is just our first first exposure to Baba Basra or whatever it is. You know, and we're excited to come back to you and do it again and again. Right. I, I remember hearing from someone many years ago that he had finished a uh, particularly difficult Masechta, and at the very end of the Masechta, he said, now I'm ready to go back and learn it again. Exactly. <laughs> just yeah, having finished yeah, yeah, exactly. it. Exactly. Uh, and uh, it certainly has taken a tremendous commitment on your part, uh, and and I, without giving away like uh, uh, secrets or anything, just out of curiosity, do you usually do uh, one daf a day, a couple of daf a day? Uh, how do you prepare for this and set this up? Oh, I, I have no secrets at all. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I. I uh, what's nice is I. I, I try to be ahead. Uh, right now, we're about six shiurim ahead. Oh, okay. Um, so that you know makes it a little bit less pressure, right. um, and people also appreciate you know if it's Shabbos or Yom Tov, you know you could have you know the next shiurim if you want to go ahead a little bit. Or I have a lot of people who use this year to prepare for their own shiurim. Oh. So again, in that case, it's it's nice to have this year ahead of time. Right. So uh, I, I put myself a little ahead of schedule, and um, usually I'll do you know, one daf. Sometimes I'll do two in one day. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's still a 
That's a huge commitment to, to to prepare and to do that without without question. And, you know, you'd mentioned the different things you mentioned before about somebody preparing for his own shear and for people to review the, the shear after they learn it. It's also a great resource for somebody who's learning a Masechot in Yeshiva, not necessarily even Dafyomi. If they're unsure about something, uh, you know, they could listen and hear the a little bit of review of the shear and uh, of the daf and the area that they're in and, and pick up uh, that if they didn't if they missed something or didn't understand something. Exactly, and for that reason, that's one of the reasons which we're trying to invest in a technology where you could, um, of course, the app has a nice image of the daf yes. you can follow along, but we want to make it so that the the image and the sound are, are synchronized, so that if you tap down on any portion of the page you'll hear the shear right at that point. Mm, that will make something like you're describing much more right. you know, convenient. Absolutely. You want a, just an explanation of a particular passage. Sure. And right now, if you go on Real Kaladaf, you can actually listen to all the past shearim that you've uh, you've had, and then you said a few uh, coming up. But uh, that resource is always going to be there, I imagine, right? Yeah, it's going to be archived, and uh, we, it will be there. So, 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 what do you think is going to happen in, in in on the secular calendar, January fifth, twenty twenty, which is the day after when we start again? Uh, are you going to use the shurim that you've used, or do you think you will mix in some new shurim because you want to say some things differently? Or I'd like to redo uh, some of the earlier masechtas mm-hmm. um, because you know I feel then I was not you know, experienced as much as I am. Like, I didn't really know so much what I was doing in terms of delivery and right. you know, how to really say things properly. So I would like to redo some of the earlier Masechtas if, mm-hmm. uh, if Hashem gives me the opportunity. Yeah, it's Hashem. And, and again, it'll give uh, different insights and you'll be saying different things. Uh, I want to uh, finish up, Rabbi, with uh, with this. Uh, it, it takes a lot to have a... Uh, to have a website and to have uh, an app and whatnot. I, I know from listening that there are dedication opportunities that people can dedicate a daf, a masechta. Well, I don't know if they can dedicate a daf. What are the dedication opportunities that people uh, have uh, for sure, daf? Yeah, um, we, you can dedicate um, shirim. A lot of people, let's say on a, let's say on a yard site, they'll dedicate a shir for that or or for other you know, causes, just to dedicate. Um, How should they get in touch with you for that? Sure. So if you go to the website, realcleardaf.com forward slash donate, or you could also do forward slash dedicate, you'll see all of this information. You'll see all the dedication opportunities. And, of course, it's very exciting because I like to say I'm a, I'm a yeshiva, so to speak, that you know, charges zero tuition and accepts everybody. And the fact is, it's um, you know opening up Talmud Bavli to you know, Jews all over the world and all kinds of different backgrounds. So, you know, when from a philanthropist's point of view, and you know everyone you know wants to know that the money is having an impact. You know, there's no question over here that uh, you're you know you're you're helping um, you're helping Klal Yisrael, you're helping Jews all over be able to learn. It's very directly going to that. So. It is an exciting uh, opportunity for sure. Absolutely, and and you can go right, uh, like you said, to realcleardaf.com slash donate or dedicate. Uh, how far in advance should somebody uh, do that if they want to get to a specific, uh, uh, either shear or or masechta or parak or whatever? Yeah, you know, give me like a few days is uh, okay. is good enough. I mean, if it's earlier, that's fine too. But you know, as long as it's a couple of days ahead of that daf, um, would be fine. 
Right, absolutely. And uh, although there are those dedication opportunities, uh, you know, it, it is a, it is like you said, it's a yeshiva, it's a tzedakah. People could uh, donate to it. Uh, you know, maybe even if they don't have uh, a particular, uh, you know, indication of what they want. Right. Uh, just, yeah. Sure. You know. Exactly. You could, in other words, if someone is, you know, interested, you know, you know, someone wants to, you know, put their money into something in an exciting, you know, still developing project. Right. Uh, that's touching people, then uh, this is definitely an interesting option. Absolutely. You know, you also uh, gave yourself maybe an idea there that uh, in another round or so, maybe uh, maybe um, Yerushalmi. <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, Yerushalmi is one idea, and sort of related to that is Mishnayas, because yes. actually we're planning on something very exciting, which is we want to build into the app the ability to start uh, groups like campaigns. Let's say, for example, you want to, uh, there's a yard site coming up or a shloshim, whatever. So you want to, let's, let's finish mm, one right. masechta or a whole bunch right. of masechtas or even shas. Um, so we'll be able to create a group and you know, people will sign up for different portions. You know, when you have enough people, you don't have to have commit to so much per person. Exactly. And um, you can create a whole learning campaign, um, and you know, say, you know, finish us for this person's uh, shloshim. So it would make sense, I think, that to, if we could add recordings of all the Mishnayas, that's, of course, that's something that's very popular, yeah. you know, for a shloshim or for whatever cause, mm-hmm. for memory of someone, to go ahead and, and um, have people sign up sure. for uh, Mishnayas. So it just makes sense to use the technology that's out there to... Um, to enable people to, you know, sign up for Mishnayas or whatever learning they want to do. Right. And it makes it, you know, sort of an exciting learning campaign. So that's exactly. something that stay tuned for. Hopefully we'll oh. try to uh, something uh, that going. to look forward to. Absolutely. Rabbi Shmuel Wise, RealClearDoff.com. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you and, so much. Uh, well, it's, it's, a, it's a pleasure. I look forward to listening to you later today and tomorrow morning. Okay. Uh, and uh, next week, uh, those who are able to make it to go to the Aguda, uh, in Cedarhurst, uh, Rabbi Pesach Krohn will be uh, the featured speaker, and you'll be doing the uh, Hadron and finishing the Masechda. It's a big Mazel Tov after the 8.30 Chakras uh, next week. And uh, we look forward to speaking to you and uh, hearing from you soon again. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to, sure. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Appreciate you, it so much. You're welcome. Take care. Shalom. Bye-bye. Take care. Rabbi Shmuelweis, RealClearDaf.com. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. We get rid of the... Finish up today on uh, JM Sunday. Uh, again, realcleardaf.com is the uh, is the place to go. Uh, we are in our three weeks format. We've been playing uh, a cappella music that will continue all day long. We have encore presentations with host Avrami. And uh, Nachum Siegel will be back tomorrow morning, right and early, 6 o'clock, followed by the Israel Show with the Mayor Weingarten and... Uh, and Yoni uh, has his new show at 10 a.m. So that's all on the network. Uh, listen to it throughout the day, throughout the week. 24, six and a half, right? What is 24, six and a half? Uh, and we'll be back with you uh, next uh, next Sunday morning, God willing. Continue our three weeks format through after Tish above, right here on JM Sunday. So thanks everyone again. Have a great week. We'll see you next week right here on JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network.